Has the world gone crazy? Life is difficult. When you need help, where do you turn? Welcome to Christian Impact, impacting your life with spiritual truth. I am Dr. Kelly Blanton, and I'm sharing practical truths in the Bible that can truly change your life. Today is May 3rd. We continue our series, Words for Life, and today's word is shepherd. You know, in the Bible, Christ is our good shepherd, and we are his sheep. So how is our relationship with our shepherd? Do we know his voice? Are we good sheep who know how to enter the fold? Or have we wandered far away from him? Let's begin with our lectionary reading. The first passage is Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together, and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity in heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved." Now, the early church is seen in this passage of Acts 2. It's actually the birth of the church, and we're seeing how this is formed. And we're talking about the shepherd today. That is our word. And before we want to answer our questions about knowing his voice and wandering off, we want to talk about those sheep, God's people, in the first church. How do they conduct themselves. And we see from this passage that there's really four things that they really devoted themselves to. Those four things is one, the apostles' teaching. Two, to fellowship with one another. Three, to the breaking of bread. And four, to prayer. Now, we see from this passage that these make the primary purposes for the nurturing Christian community. You can maybe define this as, if we're talking about believers being sheep, then maybe we should define this as feeding the sheep. I hear a lot of people sometimes complain when they get upset about their church. I'm just not getting fed. Well, feeding incorporates these four things. Normally when people complain, they're saying they're not getting enough teaching. So they would be saying they're not getting the apostles' teaching. But often these same people refuse to fellowship, they refuse to break bread, and they have no prayer life. So the excuse of I'm not getting enough teaching when they're not engaged in the other three means that some of that feeding issue is their issue, not so much what they're receiving. 
But I want to look at these four points. The apostles' teaching. What is that? What does that mean? Well, this is the truth of what Jesus said. Part of that, Matthew 28, 18-20, when Jesus gave forth the Great Commission, go into all the world and make disciples. And he said, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So that's what the apostles were doing, is that they were passing on the teachings of Jesus Christ. So we want to have the teachings of Jesus Christ, the teachings of the gospel, the teachings of Scripture, of what the apostles taught. And that's all we have today. Pastors teach, and they're teaching what they have been taught and have been passed down, and all the way back to the beginnings of the church. The next we have fellowship. The early church was committed to the, the fellowship, and this Greek word is koinonia. That's to have all things in common, to truly care for one another. In today's world, there are many churches that are just like any other social group. They're together for a social standing, but there really lacks care for one another. And believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, we need each other. The world is about to go through a very dark period. And we need each other. We need community. We need not just each other for protection, but to build up one another in our faith, for our walk, to have the overcoming and abundant life. We need each other. We need to have those things in common. Now is not the time to run away from fellowship with other believers. Now is the time to seek out and embrace it even more. And that brings us to the breaking of bread. And it's easy to read that and think this is just talking about the Lord's Supper. It's talking about communion. It's more than that. And it's not just fellowship. Sometimes we can say, oh, well, this is just eating in fellowship. No. Um, see, to the Jews, a shared meal, it, it symbolized their social and spiritual oneness with each other as a people. You see, we can have fellowship where we're attending church services, but to break bread, to invite someone into your home and to share this spiritual and social oneness. And, and it's hard to express what I mean by this oneness, but understand that the Jews wouldn't eat a meal with Gentiles because they were not to be one with them. And, Later on, when you began to see more of the economic development, where the, the, the rich would not share a meal with the poor, or the poor wouldn't share a meal with the rich, sometimes the discrimination goes both ways. But for the believers, we need to be together. We need to have this breaking of bread, this oneness. Because it's a spiritual bonding that goes even another step beyond fellowship. And then, of course, it leads into prayer. They were devoted to prayer. Worship. You know, prayer is a, is a form of worship. It's a reflection. It's a response to our relationship with God. We need to share and carry each other's burdens. We need to have a lifestyle where, where we communicate with the Lord. And ultimately that's what prayer is, is communication with the Lord. But this isn't a 
individual prayer. This is where we come together in fellowship, in breaking of bread with the apostles' teaching, and we pray, we talk to the Lord together. So this is the community of sheep eating. Let's continue with our lectionary in 1 Peter 2, verses 19 through 25. For this is commendable, if because of the conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on a tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseers of your souls. Now, Peter is reminding us here to submit. In verse 18 of this passage, it even it even says, with all respect. Now, I know we started in verse 19, but verse 18 says, with all respect, that we should take a beating because of, because of what Christ did. Now, I know this sounds really crazy because we're like, well, wait a minute, I'm like we're talking about sheep and you're talking about taking a beating and waiting patiently and commendable. What does this have to do about anything? Well, number one, let's go to Jesus who committed no sin, who was reviled and he suffered for us, for you and I, so that our sins would be forgiven so that we'd be free, so that we can live in righteousness, so that by his stripes we would be healed. You see, we need to understand this, because they say the end of this verse is, for you are like sheep going astray, but have now returned. We can return to the shepherd because we have been forgiven. And we've been forgiven because he who knew no sin took it for us. And then this goes back to this waiting patiently, you know, beating and suffering. What's this about? Again, in the beginning, some of this message, I know, forgive me, I'm stumbling over my words here, but I've heard people go, I'm not getting fed. I don't like this church. I'm going to do this or that. That's not exactly waiting patiently. That's We have a way of becoming very selfish in how we're receiving. How can we follow the shepherd when we're not willing to bear endure i mean what what credit is that to us you know we want to suffer only when i'm doing something you know righteous or something listen jesus took all the suffering for us sometimes when we're fellowshipping and we're breaking bread with brothers and sisters they're not perfect neither are we and sometimes we have to endure some things And we do it because why? Because Jesus has forgiven us and he's healing us. And in the same way, he's forgiving others 
and healing them. And we need to trust him to do that. We need to return to him because it says in that verse, he's the shepherd and overseer of our souls. Not just mine, but also the people I'm with. He's going to take care of us. And we need to trust him in this process. I share this because sometimes we get to be little rebellious little lambs. When things don't go our way, we don't want to wait patiently. We won't we won't correction or we're gonna go our own way. And we have a tendency to wander off at this point. See, sheep that wander off, they become lost in among wolves, among predators that will eat them. And church, many churches are like this today. There are many Christians that have left fellowships. Listen, I understand there is a move of God going on right now where he is breaking down religious institutions, religious organizations that care more about money and attendance and political power. There's there's a lot of different reasons going on. People who believe in God and they just no longer want to be part of that. They're, they're done with denominationalism. They're done with institutions. They're done. They just want to serve God and they don't need that. I'm not talking about that. But what I am talking about is allowing the hurt to keep you from other believers, from being part of the church of Jesus Christ. And I don't mean the Church of Jesus Christ as in Mormonism here. Uh, I'm talking about the Church of the Lord Jesus, the universal church. It doesn't matter what name's on the outside of the building. I'm talking about the, the universal believers. We still need the fellowship. And we have to understand that people are not perfect. I encourage you, find a house church. Find a fellowship. Yes, even if you need to go find an, an organization with a building that looks like a traditional church. Listen, we need to be together. We cannot allow the enemy to drive us. Yes, it's okay to look for a home, but you need to be with other believers no matter what the cost. Because if we're not, then we are putting ourselves in jeopardy not only with wolves, but what are we doing to demonstrate our allegiance to the Lord? How can we receive from the apostles' teachings when we won't listen to anyone teach? We need to listen to somebody, and we need to listen to more voices than just someone you hear on the net. I appreciate you listening to me, those of you that are listening to me on a podcast on the net. But we also need flesh and blood. We need people. God made us for one another. Now let's look at the last scripture passage in John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and when he brings them out his own sheep he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice yet they will by no means follow a stranger but flee from him flee from him 
for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, this is sometimes called the shepherd discourse, where Jesus declares himself the good shepherd. But many people didn't understand what he said. You read that John chapter 10, the whole chapter, and you you see the Pharisees. They didn't understand. They didn't get this. Listen, religious people don't get this. They don't understand it. I just read a report that was put out. I won't talk about the denomination or, or, or what, but it was a good report. It was about the number of people that are no longer attending church. And the leaders were seeking answers and discourse and discussion. But they missed the whole point and they actually proved why it's happening. Because in one of the in one of the, the portions, the, the person writing the report said that he doesn't believe in institutions, he believes the church is a movement. And when I talk about this lack of attendance, and I'm not going to dissect the whole thing, but the point I'm trying to make is it's a religious person that doesn't get it. The church is not a movement. The church is a people. It's the believers, the followers of Jesus Christ. The church is not an organization. It's not an institution. It's not a movement. It's people. It's people. And as long as we keep treating the church as something we attend, listen, we don't attend ourselves. We are. You cannot go to church. You are the church. You cannot do church. You are the church. You cannot, you can't go to yourself. You can't do yourself. You can't all those other type of things that you can't not attend because it's who you are. We are the church. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you are his bride. You are a member of his church. You are part of his body. And when we talk about feeding the sheep, we have to understand that this, this fellowship, this breaking of bread, this, these apostles teaching this prayer, this is things the body does. You and I as a body, we breathe, we eat, we sleep. Our heart pumps. Our eyes look, our ears hear, our nose smells, our mouth tastes, our skin feels, our kidneys purify, our digestive tract digest, and yes, we have poop we have to get rid of. That is us as the people of God. We all do different things, and sometimes it's not so nice. Sometimes it doesn't smell nice, but sometimes we do nice things. We see nice things. We hear nice things. That is us. We are a body. We are different, but we function together. We can't go somewhere we are who we are. If we don't want to participate in this feeding, then maybe we're not really sheep. And Jesus talks about this. He is the gatekeeper. 
he he's the one that opens up for us so we can go in and out, you know, and that's what he's doing right now. He's opening up our minds and our spirits to hear his voice, his sheep hear his voice. He has an intimate relationship with his sheep so they can recognize him. And if you hear his voice in what I'm saying, then you understand that he's speaking. He's speaking to us. We have to understand that there are many voices, there are many strangers that are trying to address us, to deceive us. The thief will steal, kill, and destroy. People of God, there are people out there trying to steal, kill, and destroy us. God wants us to have an abundant life here. But that means that we need to be in the apostles' teaching. We need to be in fellowship. We need to be breaking bread. We need to be in prayer with one another in these times. Listen, people with a religious spirit, they don't understand this. But likewise, if you carry a religious spirit, you become part of the thieves and the robbers. Thieves and robbers, they try to enter in by other means to speak to the sheep. And they try to use their voices. This is what the religious spirit will do. To try to stir up dissension. Why you shouldn't fellowship. Why you shouldn't break bread. Why you've got better things to do. We need to not allow ourselves to be robbed. Because what the enemy is doing, he's robbing you of your spiritual heritage. He's robbing you from the spiritual treasures the Lord has for you. They're trying to steal the abundant life that Jesus is offering by having you follow a different voice. So right now, if you're one of those sheep and you you know you've wandered off, you're not quite as intimate, you're not quite sure about hearing the voice of the Lord, I ask you today to turn. Turn back to your shepherd. Tell him you're sorry. Ask him to come back to restore you to himself. He will do that. He loves you and will forgive you. It doesn't matter what you've done. He suffered for your sin and there's nothing you can do that's bigger than him and what he can pay for. For those of us that have been listening to his voice, now's not the time to become condemning, but we need to embrace the lost sheep that are returning. Now is a time to be close as a family, as a body, to embrace one another and to listen to their shepherd as he's leading us in these times. He will care us, he will care for us, he will protect us from wolves. As Psalm 23 says, he will prepare a table in the midst of our enemies. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for today that you are our shepherd. Father, I pray, God, for those that have wandered, they've been away, and they're hearing your spirit speak to them, God, that you would draw them back into your fold. God, I pray, God, that they would talk to you, God, that you would pour out your peace and your forgiveness into their lives, God, that you'd give them ears to hear, God, that you'd bring restoration to them, God, that you would help them find fellowship with other believers, God, that they would begin to break bread, God, that they would listen to your teachings, God, and they'd seek to pray, not just alone, but with other believers, to encounter your Holy Spirit, that you would empower and bring abundant life to us. And Father, for all of us, 
God, help us, God, to, to walk in these qualities, God, to be fed by your spirit, God, to, to listen and to not be ashamed, God, but to ally, be in allegiance with you. You are the shepherd and we are the sheep. Help us to not get rebellious and want to butt like a goat, God, but that we will follow you as a good sheep. Lord, I thank you that you never leave us, that you're here to heal us and save us. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can listen to other teachings and podcasts on our website at www.christianimpact.net. Also, if you're looking for some fellowship, uh, drop us a contact. Maybe we can help you out, find a church in your area. We don't know all areas and all churches, but we can do what we can. We can pray for you. And until next time, God bless. Oh.